I want to introduce this idea of, of modeling and, and I want to, I wanted to show the distinction between modeling and copying because they are vastly different. If you're like me, you love being an artist, waking up every day, making art for a living. Let me ask you something. Do you ever wish that you had more time to do the things that you really want to do? You know, those things that you dreamed of when you started your business. How about having the time and the money to invest in those awesome new tools, skills, or that dream class? Or maybe finally working on that project or piece that you've been waiting to make and never seem to find the time for? If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Join me on my quest to help jewelers and artists free themselves from the time and money traps running an art-based business creates. My name is Mark Farrell, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? It's Mark Farrell, the jeweler. Welcome to the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. So I'm in this coaching program, and it talks a lot about modeling. Uh, and it's modeling in the sense that you model what works, right? Some of us would call this copying, um, but modeling sounds a little bit nicer. And so the thing that's kind of interesting about this whole modeling idea, right, is that we as artists feel that we need to reinvent the wheel almost sometimes, we do this with our process, we do this with our work, we do this with the way that we sell our work, we all think that we've got this really great idea. It all comes down to being different and, and doing all of that. And that is something that is very important. And it's very important to me. And it's very important to probably every single person that's listening that I am not cutting down your special sauce, your flair, your everything. That is super, super important. I mean, that's what makes you, you, that's what makes your work special. That's what makes your work your own. Okay. And so during this, I don't want you to think that what I'm saying is you should give any of that up because that's not true. I do think that there are certain things that we as artists and also as business owners that we should be looking at and doing and copying call it copying. I'm going to, for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to be calling it modeling because you're modeling what you're doing after somebody else. Right. And the difference of copying and modeling is when you copy something, it's verbatim, right? It's exact. It's, this is exactly what you did. It's plagiarizing. It's theft. Okay. And, and I don't like that in my work. Right. And I don't do that to other people's work. Uh, people bring me images all the time of other rings and they're like, Oh, I really want this. And I say, okay, but I've got to change it at least 10%. And I try to even go further than that and try to have the essence or the feeling. I try to get to the root of what it is and then design something that's my own that goes around that. Right. And, and that portrays that same feeling in, in our eyes. Modeling, on the other hand, modeling is interesting because modeling is basically finding what works and then putting your own spin on it, your own flair, right? You dip it in your special sauce and you throw it on the grill and you, and you go. It's like, that's, that's modeling, right? Modeling is your flair knowing what works. I think that, you know, it's, it's a really important concept because we, all should be looking at, I mean, business in general, right? Not even just art-based businesses, but all businesses. Look at any of the other businesses that you know, right? Brick and mortar businesses, other websites, other anybody. It doesn't matter. Your accountant, your attorney, it doesn't matter, right? Business people, 
art-based business people should be looking at what the times are, right? In an earlier episode, I said that, you know, we all, whoever is the the fastest to adapt and change is the most relevant, right? And that's true. You look at the people that are doing things on the internet, right? Before the whole COVID thing hit and before everything like that, like those people are already further ahead because now everything is on the internet. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because I feel that now, more than ever, artists, and, and everybody in general, right, any business, but artists specifically, I feel that we all need to really start looking ahead and looking at what works. I mean, there's nobody that's listening to this that can deny that Amazon is enormous. And I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying Amazon is good or bad, but Amazon has got a lot of things right that people like right? And business is people to people, right? You're selling to people, whether it's wholesale or retail, it doesn't matter. You still have to talk and deal with people and people don't like to wait, right? I like free two day shipping. If I see a free, free shipping offer, a free two day shipping offer, I'm in because I don't have to pay the shipping, right? Uh, and, and I'm a prime member, but not because it's just because I like the, the two day shipping. I mean, that's great. And so, Looking at some of these things, I mean, if you think about it, if you ship a product, somebody's paying for the shipping, whether it's you or your customer. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, Mark, I don't want to pay for the shipping. I agree. And and that makes sense. I don't want to pay for the shipping for my product either. And I ship really expensive stuff, right? So my shipping is sometimes between $50 and $100. But if you change what that is, right, and you can wrap it in, and then you say that it's a value, right? Because people look at that as a value. If you offer free shipping on your product, I don't care what it is, all you do is just put the price into the product. The product is $100, the shipping is $10, the product is now $110 with free shipping. That's gonna, people are gonna say, wow, okay, it's a little bit more expensive, but I get the free shipping. It's perfect. That's not me saying that, that's me looking at what is happening in the world and modeling what I'm doing after that. That's what it is. That's what we all did. If you went and you learned anything, you learned how to make your product. I mean, we all did. I went to college, right? I went to college. I learned, uh, that's where I started my jewelry career. Then I went to a trade school. I went to New Approach School for Jewelers. And then I picked things up. I went and studied with people. I met people. I had mentors. I went and, and took other classes. I did all these other things, right? I went to symposiums. I went into conferences. I all this different stuff, right? I I didn't make it up. I learned it. And you did the same thing. Everybody out there did the same thing. All of us, we all did the same thing, right? You gathered it somehow. What you did was you found somebody that had something that you wanted and you sought them out and you learned from them. And now you model your work from them. I mean, I would be willing to bet, raise your hand right now, if you know who like the top two people that influence the way your work looks are, right? My hand is up. Like I know. The thing that's crazy is that the two biggest influences in jewelry for me are Blaine Lewis from New Approach School for Jewelers and Jason Marchifava. Uh, he's a hand engraver. I stone set like Jason and I and I fabricate a lot like Jason and for repairs and other stuff like that, like I am all like Blaine all the way. I mean, those are my two top influences in jewelry right there. It's, um, and, and it's crazy. I mean, so, but you don't, you're not doing the exact same thing. And, and it's funny to talk to people, especially uh, your mentors, right? Or, or the people that you learn from, because I talked to Jason and he tells me, 
that two person thing, he studied under two people to learn how to do engraving. And his work is a combination of those. Jeff Park is a hand engraver uh, who studied under Jason and his scrolls are just like Jason's. But then he's doing this really awesome like 80s, 90s punk feel engraving on Rolexes, right? Like uh, skateboard logos and punk band logos and crazy cartoon engraving. I mean, it's insane. And so, but he's still got these two influences. And, uh, that, but that's modeling, right? You gather the information, you kind of smush it together and then you push it out, but you've, you've gathered and you've learned, collectively you've learned from other people. And so I, I feel that we need to look at that since we do that in our work and we do that in life. We do that with everything. We do that with the way that we view the world or cooking or, you know, different things like that. You know, you, you try something and you tweak it and you try it and you tweak it and you try it and you tweak it, right? That's modeling. You're finding a better way to do it than what you've got currently. And you try it, you model it, you put your own flair on it. And so I think that, you know, for, for that, we should look at that as artists. Like we look at that for our, for our process, but we lose sight of that when we actually look at real life. And I feel that there are other people that we could also be looking at that are doing things that we would like and may have a better process for life moments, right? This could go for working out. I mean, that's modeling or, um, financial stuff, you know, you could follow what successful people do and start doing their habits. You can do all this other stuff, but really it comes down to like selling a product, right? And, and this is where a lot of this gets, uh, it gets a little tricky and a little muddy, right? Because we know as artists, we know that our process is, is really valuable and it's very valid. And, and it's this big like conglomerate of ideas, right? That we've been honing and everything else like that. But when it comes to selling, we just, uh, we just like leave it all on the table and we're like, oh yeah, that's our stuff. Or you're, you know, trying to figure out how to sell more and it's doing that. And, but I want to, I want to urge you to go and, and find people that are doing it the way you want to find somebody to model, find somebody to, that's doing it the way that you want to. I mean, I'm doing that right now. I'm in a coaching program and I'm learning how to do certain things. And I'm paying for it. I mean, that's great. It's awesome. And so I would urge you, if you've got somebody in your niche, if you've got somebody in your scope, if you've got somebody that's doing these different things, right? In anything, it doesn't matter. You like the way that they're doing their work. You like the way that they're selling their work. You like the platform, their website, their whatever, right? Try to replicate it, but put your own flair on it. Make it yours. Take that, take that thing. It's just like when people come to me, take it and and take that essence, right? What do you like about things? Start looking at the things that you like and analyze why you like them and try to replicate them for other people. For me, right? That's what I did with my Instagram account. In 2018, I had 1200 followers on Christmas day, 1,200. And six months later in June, I had 12,000 followers. But it was because I took those six months and I did nothing but use it and figure out what I wanted to look at and what I was paying attention to. And I used it for six months. And then I took all of that information and I started only making that. That's what I did. And it worked. It's great. And so, but I I just modeled what I was seeing. Everything that I'm putting up now is a video. Videos hit a lot harder anyways, 10 times roughly than a regular standalone picture. So if you're not doing videos, think about doing videos. But I was doing videos, I was doing how-to, I was doing close-up stuff, I was doing uh, process, I was doing all different things, right? I was showing 
what I was doing. And so I just started doing that. And I wasn't watching a lot of jewelry stuff. I was watching graffiti videos and I was watching cake decorating videos and cookie decorating videos and pancake videos and, you know, welding videos, tattoo videos. I was looking at all these different things. I mean, look at how broad topics that you like. Find, look at that stuff. And if you like it, look at those accounts and see how many people, see how many other people like it. And if you don't have the same numbers, start trying to do what they're doing. Not exactly, right? But if they're doing videos, do videos. If they're doing something special, right, in it, like do look at that while you're using different things, right? While you're shopping, look at how they're setting things up to shop. What does the shopping cart look like? What does the, you know, what does the web page look like? What is this? I mean, Amazon's the biggest seller of all and all of their pictures are on white backgrounds. It's not interesting, but it moves the product. How do you incorporate your flair with something like that? Like start looking at what is happening and how you're interacting with the world because you're buying things. You purchase goods and there are things, there are ways that you are purchasing goods above other things. Figure out what those are, figure out why you use them and do them specifically and seek them out and then model what you're doing to do the same thing because then you're part of the target demographic. A lot of us are probably not part of our own demographic for the work that we're making because we make it. I said this in an earlier episode. You're not part of your target demographic. But if you look, if you take the product away from it and instead you look at the process, right? You are a product of the process just because you're not part of the demographic for the for the finished work doesn't mean that you're not part of the demographic to obtain the process. But there's process in everything, making, selling, marketing, packaging, buying, doesn't matter. So I want to introduce this idea of, of modeling and, and I want to, I wanted to show the distinction between modeling and copying because they are vastly different and I'm not saying go copy stuff. I'm saying find what works, find things in your life that you think that you could improve upon or that bug you. Then find people that are doing the things that you want to do, how you want to do them and then go and do those things the way that they're doing them with your flair and see if it works. Because it's working for me and, and I, I'm positive it's gonna work for you, positive. And, and I, it's super important to me, like right now I've been thinking about this all day and, and I just decided, I was like, man, I'm gonna hop on here and I'm just gonna do this podcast because it's been running through my head. I sat down with my videographer today and I just you know shot, shot some footage and stuff like that and just talking to him and it really made me think about modeling, right? And, and how when I came across this about a year ago uh, and, and actually got words to ideas, right? And, and like had that transition from, making, um, the process and like learning how to do skill-based things to using that same mentality in all aspects of my life, like the doors that it opened up for me. I mean, they were, it was crazy. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to share it with you guys because it's so, it's been so impactful to me. It's like, it's like a secret and, but it's, but it's not. (laughs) <laughs> it just, it makes sense. Like, oh, that works. Like how to build a fire, how to do anything. Like, oh, that worked. I'm going to try that next time. It's the same thing, but like start analyzing the world around you in a different capacity. Like if you like the process of something or you like the the way um, a restaurant is running or the way that you move through a sales process or the flow of a store or something like that. Like think about why that is, why you like that and then see how maybe you can try to replicate that and see see if it does anything. 
So uh, that's all I got. I hope it's I hope it's as big as of a brain blower as it was for me. But I I mean it was crazy. So that's what I got. I'll see you guys later. Have a great night. I want to thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. I know how hectic running and growing an art-based business can be. And you choosing to spend part of your day here listening to my thoughts? That means the world to me. I hope you found some gems or nuggets you could use and implement in your own business. We're all working towards the same goal, to make more art and have more of an impact on the world. The sharing of knowledge is the key. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who could benefit from it as well. So, I've been working on something that's pretty special, and I'd love to give you access as a thank you. Theories and stories are great to listen to, though I know there's so much more I can do to help you on your journey. Here's what I'm going to do. Go to pages.buffalocraft.com resources. There, you'll get free access to my professional Rolodex. This is something I've been compiling and developing over the past 10 years. This is my way of saying thank you. And remember, together, we can all be better.